Don't compare journeys. Your journey is your specific journey and you will be guided to the best way to get you where we go. I believe that right now is a great opportunity to leverage the power of voice. David Copperfield is a billionaire. Not a millionaire, he's a billionaire. And how did he become this? He tapped into something profound, which is the art of storytelling. Be on air. Powered by Podcast Farm. Hey everyone, welcome back to Be On Air. I'm your host, Kaylee Marks. And on this show, we are talking about how to create impact with podcasting, broadcasting, YouTube, live streaming, mailing lists, and all that. I have a amazing guest today for you all. And as you may know, I am in Austin, Texas, which is a fantastic city. We also have our share of challenges and obstacles. And recently, this is March 2021. Recently, we got hit by a freak snowstorm out of out of nowhere. And one local organization in particular, who I've been following for a while, really caught my eye with their response time and how quickly they organized, you know, supply drives and support for the community, raised funds for people who were without water, without power, without food, without water. They're really incredible. So I have the director of development, Brianna Jenkins, with us today. She was given the title, The Love Child of Oprah, Beyonce, and Michelle Obama. So y'all know this is going to be a good interview. Brianna Jenkins is a public speaker, activist for the LGBTQIA and beyond female and people of color communities, and has years of experience using her platform to evoke change. Brie has over eight years of experience in the nonprofit sector, and she's worked for a variety of organizations where she was able to serve as a direct client support specialist, development coordinator, and is now the director of development for the Austin Justice Coalition. AJC fosters racial reckoning and reconciliation in Austin by acknowledging the ties to racism across systems that are leading to the decreasing black and brown populations and centering all of its programs, initiatives, and policies across quality of life areas on racial equity and building community power. It's really an amazing organization. They've been around for a while. And Brianna has been, you know, I've been seeing more emails from her and I wanted to reach out and bring her on. When she's not at work, she's very involved in the Austin community. She has served on four boards here in Austin. She hosts a podcast as well called The Tea with Bri, where she sits and chats with a different guest every week about whatever topic the guests choose. She's spoken on South by Southwest panels, GISH panels about racial equality and justice, and so much more. She is an amazing guest to be uh, sharing what is going on in Austin and how you could support some incredible initiatives here. So without further ado, Brianna, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Please call me Brie. Brianna's way too formal. <laughs> Sounds good, Brie. Brie, you want some tea, Brie? <laughs> I would love something. <laughs> it's one of the things that is sad about Zoom. And, and these digital recording interviews is that we can't share a cup of tea or coffee, but I'm, I'm happy to be here with you. And y'all are working on some incredible things. So I thought a good place to start is maybe just giving those who aren't in Austin just a little bit of context of what is going on for our community right now. Yeah. <clears throat> so to start, I just started working at AJC back in December as their first director of development. AJC has been around since 2015. And like you said, we're really working towards helping specifically people of color, Black people in Austin for it to be more equitable. A lot of us who are people of color and Black people are systematically oppressed. And so that's our whole point of our organization is to help folks who are like me, who look like me, 
live in an Austin that is more equitable. I think right now we're having a really big resurgence in Austin talking about how is it equitable? And we see this a lot with talking about housing. There's a lot of folks experiencing homelessness in Austin. And we just got some facts and figures back that it's about 32% of the folks experiencing homelessness are Black. But then if you look at Austin, Austin's Black population is only about 8%. And so when we talk about making Austin equitable, we're talking about making it safer for not only all people, but Black people specifically, especially with Austin previously having such a Black history or history of a lot of Black people living here. But over the last couple of decades, we've seen folks get pushed out um, because they can't afford to live here. So yeah, I think right now with Austin, we're trying to figure out how to be more equitable, how to be the liberal city we all say we are, but also knowing that that doesn't mean that we are anti-racist. And so we're working towards doing that. So housing is a really big one, affordability, creating resources. Like you said, we had that really random and huge snowstorm a couple of weeks back now. And we saw that Texas wasn't prepared. We didn't have the infrastructure and I'm from Connecticut. So like I grew up with experiencing snowstorms, but back home, we have snow trucks, we have plows, we have salt, we have all these things. But here we've one had the electricity grid that is basically its own system here in Texas. There's two electric grids for like the Western and Eastern part of the country. And then Texas has its own. So we saw like, we just didn't have the bandwidth because everything was frozen. We also saw that water isn't tip is a a resource we need to be focusing on as well. A lot of folks didn't have water on top of not having power. So we saw a lot of folks who couldn't get to the grocery store, who couldn't get water, who couldn't even boil water. We ended up having a water boil notice. And so it's just, it it put a lot of stuff into perspective for us as a city, uh, as a state. We saw how (laughs) the Senator Ted Cruz tried to go to Mexico and act like no one was going to notice and try to pretend that he was coming right back. But we saw the plane tickets of he literally was going to abandon us. And then we just had the governor lift the mask mandate when we have over, what, 200,000 Texans who have died from COVID. So we have a lot (laughs) going on, specifically in Texas, but also here in Austin. We've been having a lot of big conversations about the police budget and police reform and police brutality, especially after last year in 2020 with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And then also here in Austin itself, we saw a few folks get murdered by the police. So AJC has been really working on policy and police reform. We do a lot of stuff with that. Also education, housing. So kind of just any sort of system where we know that Black people are continuously systematically oppressed. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So with the, with the, you know, th- that was a really clear outline of all that's been going on and, and y'all have been doing with the, let's start at the snowstorm. I want to get to the reallocation of the, of the police funds and whatnot, but with the snowstorm, one of the things that was incredible was your response time. Can you talk a little bit about how that, how that happened and what y'all were able to do? Yeah. Luckily we rent a space from a local church. So we're able to use that church space as a warming station for folks who needed a place to get warm. Um, we had restaurants to donate meals. We were able to also feed folks who came in. And that was kind of really oversaw by JP, one of our coworkers, who really set up that warming station and then also set up a sort of donation hotline, if you will. Folks were able to call us and JP was able to answer every single call and talk to them and ask them what they needed. We had folks who were really focusing on getting food, dog food, diapers, but then he would ask, like, do you need water? And they're like, oh, I'm down to my last bottle of water. So 
us being able to not only have JP on the, on the phone to answer and talk to every single person. We had people on staff who were able to run out and get things. I know I did a diaper run. Another girl did a water run. We had a couple of breweries donate like kegs of water for us. And then we also had some other local organizations and restaurants donate food. So we were able to do essentially care packages. And we have such an amazing set of volunteers who we were able to set up like a volunteer driver sort of um, sign up. And so folks could literally sign up to come and do like drop-offs for folks. We had a good like train, if you will, of like JP take the call. We bag up what they need and a volunteer would come and pick it up. We did drops out in Westlake, Pflugerville, Round Rock, you know, just people calling and saying, I have no one else to call. I have no, I have no idea what else to do. Um, we were able to go to an apartment last week and just donate a bunch of water. That Mobile Lobes and Fishes or the Community First Village, was I was able to, ne- to connect with them and get pallets of water to folks. So really seeing that sort of like really grassroots effort that we have that's kind of baked into our history of we are boots in the ground, we are taking calls, we are connecting volunteers, and we're leaning on our community and the connections we have to help make this work possible. Mm-hmm. And the community is so inspiring. I don't know if you if you have the next door, mm-hmm. but you know, seeing seeing communities mobilized to help each other is maybe one of the most beautiful, awe-inspiring things. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so inspired by the work you all do. You know, I saw the the supply drive graphics kind of coming out on the social media and I was like, wow, that's so fast. That's amazing. Y'all are out there right now delivering. And for those listening, those places she mentioned, Pflugerville, Round Rock, those are quite far away from Austin proper. Those are like an, almost an hour away. So y'all went out quite wide with your net to help people. And I want to just, you know, inform you listeners that donations don't have to be money. And that's something that a lot of a lot that keeps a lot of people from giving because not everyone can give cash. You know, we got to put food on the table, got to pay utilities, have heating, (laughs) cooling. And but you can donate your time, you can donate resources and supplies, right? What are what are some ways that people could could donate, including money, but also beyond money? Yeah. As a fundraiser, I'm supposed to only ever talk about the money, but I, as a person who's worked at a bunch of nonprofits, I see how giving of other items are really important. But to talk about money for a second, I feel like a lot of folks feel like if they're not giving more than $10, it doesn't matter. Every single dollar people give is is really important and it, and it matters and it adds up. And I was talking to a colleague this morning, we're really right now in the middle of Amplify Austin. And I was saying, if every single person who follows us just gave a dollar, we would reach our goal, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just small donations that really make large impacts as well. But then we see like, di- like we were saying, diaper donations, ca- canned goods, like coats, we did a coat drive. I think people forget like there are items in your home that you're maybe no longer using that could go to and be repurposed for someone else. I think a lot of folks, we saw this last year of walking in marches and and at rallies and things of that nature. You don't have to give monetarily to be an advocate, to be an activist, to be a supporter. There are different ways to show up. Obviously, I always tell people like to the level of your safety and what you're able to do. But I think we've seen a lot of folks think outside the box. Last year during the protests, I felt comfortable going and protesting, but I had friends who were immune compromised who didn't. 
but we know like a lot of police brutality was happening at the protest. And so they're like, hey, would, I'm not walking, but would you mind sharing your location with me? And I could be your emergency contact if something happens. Like there's just so many different ways to get creative when trying to support people who are boots on the ground, um, who want to do different ways of, of supporting. Wow, that's incredible. I really, I really, that expands my perception of what someone could do. And just to echo that, even a dollar, even a dollar, it really matters. It's, it's that incremental snowball effect. So, you know, so where do the funds go when people donate to AGC? What, what, what can they expect to be contributing towards? Yeah, the money we raise goes right back into the community. So like I said, we had all the donations for, for the snow apocalypse, if you will. We also do a lot of work around housing. Right now we're partnering with ECHO with essentially like helping to make housing more affordable, especially for people experiencing homelessness. Essentially, we are asking folks, another way to volunteer is to reach out to your apartment complexes of your landlord and asking them to create affordable housing, right? Like you live, we see a lot of apartment complexes popping up often. And so we created a letter that people can send and be like, hey, I, I support affordable housing. I would love if y'all could, could include affordable housing here. We also have a program called Higher Learning, where we are teaching youth and young adults how to be activists and advocates in their own community. So really like shaping the next generation of people who are going to take over when we're, I say old, but we're probably doing this forever, but training that next generation for sure. We do a lot of work around police, police and policy reform. We have a lot of, we have a general body meeting where we tell people about what's going on, what's going to be on the docket during city council calls. We also train people how to give testimony during Texas Ledge. So really just, again, training people, helping them to have access to a system that they sometimes don't feel like they have access to. Politics and city council and government can seem very far for people, like they don't have a right to be there. But we give that gentle reminder of people in office work for you, you voted them in there. And if they're not doing the work that you want to see, you can essentially fire them by voting them out. We see this right now with Chief Manley finally stepping down. But we really, so the community really speak to Spencer Crunk about what we wanted to see. I think also yesterday was really, yesterday was a city council call and I listened to almost every single one of them. But yesterday there was an item 67. It was essentially talking about reparations for Black folks in Austin. Um, so we're seeing a lot of people give testimony on things they support here in the city. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The higher learning uh, program sounds really fascinating to me too, because I, I'm really uh, interested in how podcasting and, and online journalism and broadcasting can support youth in a way that college is failing them right now uh, for building networks, income, for, for just investing in themselves. And of course, creating this amazing network of, you know, allies and 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 people willing to create change in their community so this all these ideas are incredible i was wondering if you could talk a little bit about someone in in your community that really inspires you just take a little story break here and i'm just curious i know it's out of the out of out of left field but someone who brings you inspiration that you're you're working with oh my gosh that's a really tough question first like I want to highlight everyone on the AJC team I like fangirl about them every single day from Chaz to Suki to Gabby to Aisha Rocky JP Amber Aisha like everyone on our team is just Kendra I'm probably still forgetting people but we're all just like really great and 
I could, I'm speechless talking about them. There's also Pamela Benson Owens, who is this really great colleague I've met during quarantine in the last like year. And she's the director and founder of Six Square. And it really talks about bringing kind of essentially the same, the same thing like reparations to black people here in Austin, making Austin for black people again. Oh my gosh. I'm a really big fan of Greg Kassar and Natasha Harper Madison on council. I think <clears throat> they are constantly showing up for the communities of color specifically, but then also people in Austin who want a more equitable city. All of my people from NLC Austin, I think we're all doing really great work. Specifically my friend Selena, who is um, the president of the EMS union. She's just doing great work and everything she's been really focusing on with bringing attention to the EMS need in Austin. Yeah, I could, I, there's so many people. I, I, I feel like this is such an unfair question. <laughs> I love, I love it though. I feel, I feel that inspiration and sending each and each of those folks you mentioned, as well as those that you didn't lots of love and light and protection and, and encouragement and just gratitude for the work they're doing. That's so great to see and name people who are, are working in this community. So, you know, going back a little bit to, to, to what, what you all are working on, I know there's, there's some other really interesting things. There's a 911 number change. There's maybe you could talk about some of the other and, and exciting initiatives that are going on. Yeah. Most recently, during another city council call, we had folks give testimony for essentially like two or three major things. One was helping to reallocate funds. And so we we took money from the police budget. And so we were able to help the city buy two pieces of land that will now be affordable housing for folks who had been experiencing homelessness. We also were able to move rape kit testing out of APD to a private sector so that those backlog starts to get cleared up. And then lastly, we have been seeing the uh, number, when you call 911, when you call the emergency number, there used to be only three options, fire, medical emergency, or police. But now we have added a fourth option for mental health emergencies because we know that the police showing up doesn't mean safety for everyone. And a lot of folks, when we do see these calls are mental health emergencies, specifically people of color and black people even more specifically. And so having a mental health professional come out for an emergency not only helps the person who's experiencing a crisis, but also keeps everyone safer and will save lives, to be perfectly honest. So yeah, those are probably the, the big three that I've been really seeing lately. I, I got to say that that is ex- extremely amazing. That's incredible. I, I, I am a I'm a white guy. I don't have to fear the police in the same way that others do. And I still don't feel like that is always the safest option I feel. And so that fourth option for people, especially now with coronavirus, like after COVID hit, I feel like everyone has had to take a deep dive into mental health, into their own inner world. And it's just amazing what, what you all have, have done. And especially this link of bringing the community into the government, into the, into the city hall, into, you know, like, helping us to actively participate, especially for folks who just felt like they're locked out or, or, or not allowed in, right? Yeah, well, the system makes you feel like you don't have a right to be there, right? Like we see 
how tech, how, for example, Texas Ledge is back in session, but we see how these ledge meetings happen either during work hours or when people are typically sleeping. Like they make it so difficult for people to, to participate. And then also city council, I feel like a lot of folks feel like they didn't have a right to say what was happening in their city. Like they didn't know or couldn't speak to own experiences, but we've been seeing a really big kind of uptick in folks calling in and paying attention and, and really advocating for themselves or others in the community. I mean, hearing the testimony about with, sorry, in, in regards to the housing was really important and, and moving to hear so many folks be like, listen, I have housing, but I know that right now during Corona, that housing is always in jeopardy. I might lose my job. My apartment could get flooded. I, you know, we're, we're all one major life circumstance from experiencing homelessness. And so to hear folks really stepping up and, and advocating and supporting was really important. And then, like I said yesterday, with the, the calls around reparations and folks being like, hey, I am white and I see how Austin has really disenfranchised Black people. And I feel like this is really important and we should be making space for Black people in Austin. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And so with, you know, what would you say AJC needs most right now for those listening? What is what is like the number one way we could show up and help push this forward? Yeah. I always tell people the first thing is to just subscribe, number one, I'm either following us on social media, I'm signing up for our newsletter, joining our general body meetings, our policy meetings, we have a book club. So there's, a, there's a bunch of different ways that folks can con- get connected that way. Um, signing up to volunteer. I know we're still in the middle of COVID, but we are, like I said, volunteering with differently for folks. So you can do things online, you can help plan a coat drive or food drive or water drive. We're still, there's still people in Austin who need water. And then donating. Again, I'm, I'm a fundraiser and we are lucky enough to be able to get grants and have a lot of really beautiful supporters in the community who give dollars. But I think it's that too. And even if you can't give funds, even just sharing, like AJC is, is um, always taking funds and, and just sharing that stuff on your, on your story and your social media feeds is really important to us too. Absolutely. And, you know, even if you don't live in Austin, I highly recommend checking out what these folks are doing because there's so many models and systems that can be used in other communities. And, you know, the, the world is smaller than ever with, with Zoom and the internet and 5G and all this stuff. So we can, we can really support people across state lines in ways that we haven't been able to. And, you know, I want to keep today's interview short because uh, you're working with Amplify Austin this week. Could you talk a little bit about that just before we, you know, wind down? Yeah. Amplify Austin happens every February, March, depending on how the calendar falls, but it is 24 hours of donations for nonprofits here in Austin. I think this year we have about 700 orgs that are participating. They are matches that people can give. So like you set your own fundraising goal, people donate. And then there's also matches and prizes for that you can win every hour. But it's just like a really great way to support local organizations. Austin has one of the highest nonprofits per capita in the city. So that, I mean, in the country, and what that means is like for the size of our city, the number of nonprofits we have is huge. And so to see all these different orgs coming out and people being able to support them and, and being able to hear about new nonprofits and, and people getting creative ways to help not only donate and support that way, but also just hear about the work that's going on. I tell people like, if you aren't looking for things, you won't find it. But Amplify has been like a really great way to like, just to see the list of different organizations here in town. And so our goal this year is to raise 50,000 
it is 10.30 on Friday, March 5th. Um, and last time I checked, we were about 17K. So that's in less than 24 hours, we've raised that much money. Wow. Our goal is 50. Although, as we said, we are super grateful for everyone who has already given. But we really would like to hit 50K. That's just like the number that, that we felt really great about. And yeah, I just, I just think Amplify, although it is sometimes very stressful, it's 24 hours to kind of reach these goals, um, to see the number of people supporting us. And like we're saying, every single donation from $1 to $1,000, every single one matters. And we are super grateful for the support that we feel. Mm. I'm so inspired speaking with you. And so Brie, I would love to have you back on in the future to talk specifically about nonprofits, fundraising, development, all the, you know, public speaking. So listeners, here's a, here's an action step challenge for you. I challenge you to at least go check out the Austin Justice Coalition, sign up for their newsletter. Then I challenge you one step further, donate a dollar. Donate a dollar fifty. Whatever you can do, donate a hundred dollars if you can do that. Whatever you can do, that I have watched this organization over the last two or three years, and I'm I'm continually inspired and educated by them, and just blown away by the work they're doing. Go check them out. And if you want to get Brie back on here, she'll come back. Hopefully, no matter what. But please send me a message, a DM, leave a, a rating or a review, and and mention it. We want to get Brie back on here to talk about her podcast, her experience with nonprofits. And because I know that there's a lot of you out there listening who are either starting a nonprofit or want to, and we could value or we would benefit from the value that Brie would have to share. So Brie, thank you so much for coming on and sharing what you are doing. Any last words for the listeners? Number one, thank you so much for having me. This was a beautiful way to spend a Friday morning. I will for sure come back regardless, but I do everything that Kay just said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I always tell people like find one thing that you're passionate about, right? Like if it's, if you're interested in like clean water, find a nonprofit that's doing work around clean water. If you were a theater kid and want to get back to kids in theater now, look for that wherever you live. There are so many different ways to get connected in your community. We like you were just saying, we have found ways to connect via online this last year. And so I really want to keep that momentum sort of going stay safe, be well, drink water, get outside if you can and rest. Just take all the rest that you need. Words of wisdom and, uh, and everyone can find your podcast and, and Austin Justice Coalition where? Austin Justice Coalition is austinjustice.org. My podcast is the tea with Bree podcast.com. And then my personal website is briannajenkins.com. Awesome. And you're also a consultant. Is that right? I am. I started my consulting business last summer. I officially LLC'd like last month. But yeah, I do consulting around diversity, equity, and inclusion work. I do a lot of public speaking around that, racial justice, LGBTQA issues, reproductive justice. And then also I help little small nonprofits with their like fundraising initiatives and goals. So I was able to help two nonprofit last two nonprofits last year. There we go with doing some fundraising planning for them for the end of the year. So, yeah. There you go. You heard it. If you are looking for support either with starting a nonprofit or fundraising, Brie is the person to speak to. So please reach out, get in touch with her. She will take care of you and, uh, and point you in the right direction. All right. Well, Brie, thank you so much. Have a, a blessed, beautiful rest of your Friday. Seriously, God bless what you all are doing and just infinite gratitude. Thank you so much for having me. Take care of yourself. Take care. Bye. 
All right, everyone. Wow, I feel really inspired talking to Bree. We're definitely going to get her back on, but please let me know. DM me, leave a rating or review. Let me know what you thought about this episode about Bree. Tell people about this amazing nonprofit, the Austin Justice Coalition. And if you can leave a donation or leave a donation in your own community if you're if you want to create some impact. But I, you know, giving is one of the most inspiring things. So without further ado, that was the episode for today. I'm going to be trying to make these a lot more personal and live and speak to you directly, my listeners. So if you're listening to this, I would love to hear from you. So please reach out. Let me know what you thought. And I will catch you on the next episode of Be On Air. I'm out. Peace.